I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. New Zealand Warriors. Now, the Warriors last year, their attacking stats, they finished seventh. Their defensive stats, they finished sixth. Um, I love that. I love that because it shows you that you've got a very balanced side on either of um, you. Like both both parts of their game are quite balanced. It's not like they're number one here and then you know number thirteen or eight or nine on the other side. Uh, now the Warriors heading into... So we all know we've spoken about ad nauseum. Incredible year from the Warriors last year. I'm currently writing an article, The Bloke Chronicle, previewing the season of the Warriors. And my theme for them heading into this year is the battle is won but not the war. They won the battle last year. It's been amazing, but I'm still... I'm not convinced yet that this is the standard that they are going to set for the next two or three years. Um... There is a chance, in my opinion, they missed the eight this year. Uh, I would probably have them at the moment from six to ten. I know that's five, but I'm just going to six to ten. I think I don't think they'll finish top four this year, uh, but that doesn't mean that they haven't made progress. That doesn't mean they haven't made progress. Uh, I think what they're building there is absolutely incredible. But we've seen this before: Eels make a grand final, drop out. Rabbitohs midway through the year, favourites drop out. Uh, Cowboys. Sharky slipped a little bit last year. And so I just think that, I know it's the age-old saying, but I think Warriors fans should stay a bit patient. Stay a bit patient. If they end the year and finish six and maybe go to week two of the finals, I think that's a good year for the Warriors. I really do. I, I think that some Warriors that think that they're going to just keep improving and it's going to be a, a grand final next year, look, it might be. It might be. But right now, if I have gunned ahead... I think they're going to finish probably around the six, year, six to six to eight mark, six to ten mark. Guru, thoughts? I think you summed it up really well, mate. Uh, a year ago, we were sitting here talking about the Cowboys and the Parramatta Eels, the teams that jumped up a lot. And history tells us that unless your name is the Melbourne Storm, Sydney Roosters, or recently Penrith Panthers, 
you tend to have a bit of a regression. And I know that'll upset Warriors fans, and that's fine. But we're now sitting here talking about Parramatta Eels who missed the eight, the North Queensland Cowboys that missed the eight. It's just the reality of the situation. I'm not saying they will miss it, but history tells us uh, that it's going to be tough to back up what they did last year. I think the big advantage for the Waz is I look at their gains and their losses, and the gains so far outweigh. The, the gains are unbelievable. So, and it might sound crazy because I know Warriors fans are sitting there right now. And yep. what it, well, I said anyway, I'm not going to speak for you boys, but I said last year, my concern was it was a like for like. Mm. Whereas you look at these gains this year and you go, well, Denon, you sound like a moron. They've got a better squad this year and you're telling me they're going to finish a little bit lower. Um, obviously, Roger Tuovasek, Chanel, uh, Chanel Harris Tavita, and Kurt Capewell arrive. Uh, the reason why I say a little bit lower is. Heading into last year, they kind of ambushed everyone. Now this year, it's different. When you're going up against the Warriors, and it's a sign of respect, and it's a sign of how far they've come, but every team's going to be hunting the Warriors now rather than them being the hunters. Weight of expectation is very heavy. Mm. And the reality is, the history of the Warriors, they haven't dealt well with that expectation over the last 10, 15 years. Mm. And in, in their favour, what I love the most about their whole season, their whole season... That weight of expectation was arguably some of the biggest in the history of the club outside of a grand final, a home final at Mount Smart, and they came out and absolutely dominated the Knights. And that's where I see I see hope for a very a changed roster, a changed environment. Yeah, the other thing that gives me hope is that, and it's a very small sample size, but uh, I love this coach. Yeah, I just there's so much to like about him, um, and you know. To me, he is still unproven so far. You have to do it for season on season. Um, so I think we'll learn a lot about him this year. But I, I feel good about him. Uh, but, yeah, it's very hard to back up those seasons where you make huge games mm. like that. And the reality is, you know, we sort of said it throughout the season. But last year, the Warriors were a top four team. But there was a gap from two to three. Mm. A huge gap. And I think that was very evident come finals time. And also when you looked at when they played some of the top tier sides. They didn't beat a top four team all year. Yeah, they struggled like, a little bit. Like it is what it is mm. at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I, I, Warriors are going to be very, very interesting. And I think that I know a lot of my talking points this year will be for the Warriors that like if you're a top four team, you get treated like a top four team. It's mm. not pat on the back, well done, you made it. It's, yeah. This is a squad that should be competing for a top four finish and I'm going to treat them like that throughout the year. Timmy, what do you recommend? Yeah, talking a lot about history there, in 2010-2011 was the last time the Warriors made the top eight, played finals footy in consecutive seasons. Mm. So can this season be any different to the last 12, 13 years? Possibly. Mm. And, you know, I think one of the big factors there in why they can is Andrew Webster and how brilliant he's been. But at the same time, two teams you've alluded to in the Sharks and the Cowboys last season who had these stunning runs to the top four as well and then fell off come the following season and dropped significantly down the ladder. Also, Craig Craig Fitzgibbon, first-time coach, Todd Payton had the one season the Warriors then went to the Cowboys. I believe it was the interim. He went in there for like half a season or something, isn't it, as a head coach at the Warriors? Yeah, yeah, it was half a season. Yeah, yeah. Half a season. Uh, so Andrew Webster finds himself in almost an identical position to those two guys as the, the Warriors do as a club. Mm. Is he going to follow the same path? Time will tell. As you mentioned, it's a stronger squad than last season. Not only is it a stronger squad, but they've got combinations that have time together now. They know each other's game. You know, Sean Johnson has, after years of being sort of injury played, just little bits and pieces, has a full season behind him. So the signs are great. 
but they need last year was an emotional roller coaster mm. for them like mount smart the whole country just went nuts for the wires last season it takes a lot out of you yeah I, glass half full looking at it though you go back to those big games for example against the broncos you throw kurt capel and an rts mm. in that side they're big game players that have big moments and so if the Warriors defy what we're saying right now and they come back and they're just as good as they were last year, plus they have these big game, top tier elite players that can have these big moments. You know, all of a sudden, those big moments that need to happen to kind of do something great, guys like RTS and Kurt Catewell can do that. And that, that is what is so exciting with the Warriors that let's say they do defy that whole second year, bit of a lull kind of thing. Then you're heading into finals footy going, when that big moment arrives, you've got the players to kind of make it. Whereas you look at the squad this year that just, you know, was incredible. Obviously, SJ can have moments, but you look at the centres and the wingers, played really, really well, good quality NRL players, but they're not S-tier, RTS, Curdy Catewell kind of players mm. yet. Uh, and so that's also what's exciting is that when you get to those big moments, for example, when the game was in the balance, I understand that forward pass happened, but when there's a game against the balance against the Broncos, that's where RTS could have done something and changed the momentum for them. And that's where you've now got guys in this squad like RTS who's played in one of those sides that stays at the top mm. at the Roosters. You've got Kirk Cable, who was part of that Panthers side, got the Broncos back up to the top. Most importantly, you've got the coach that's come straight out of the Penrith system. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think Warriors fans... Should be excited and very hopeful about this yeah, season. Be, definitely be excited. Yeah. I just think that if you're getting towards the end of the year and you're sitting fifth or sixth or even seventh, I, I wouldn't be disappointed. I would actually be excited because what it has done, if they finish fifth, sixth or seventh or even eighth, what it has done is cemented, okay, we're a finals footy team now. Like this, this new system, this new roster, this new coach, the standard has been set. It's two years in a row. It wasn't just a blip on the radar. You know, next year we're going to be even better for it. Um, I can't wait to see Sean Johnson. If Sean Johnson stays injury-free, imagine the confidence he's heading into this. Look at the year he had with zero confidence. Like, so 2022, like, basically we're all sitting here going, maybe he will retire. Yep. Maybe he will retire. Or even a couple of bad games, he might not even be the seven for the Warriors, and it may, might be Tomato Martin with Luke Met, uh, Metcalf or Volkman or whoever. Whereas... SJ with that season behind him and now he knows exactly the game plan that works for him with this side that's exciting that's exciting man I'm I'm almost more excited to see who lines up at 5-8 is it the best depth in the 5-8 position in the competition or what oh, if, if all of them play into potential 100% um, Tomato Martin Luke Metcalf and mate, I thought Chanel Harris I, I was devastated when he went well what I'm excited with Harris Tavita is we've seen him under the Warriors that's it's an environment that struggles everyone's struggling you know only a few players are kind of um, bucking the trend of playing good footy Harris Tavita under this coach under this system that's exciting for me that's exciting for sure yeah I can't wait to see him back uh, yeah so many positives for the Warriors heading into this year Matty what are your thoughts on the Warriors mate yeah I'm obviously I'm in agreement with you guys I'd I don't know if they'll hit the top four again, but I certainly think they could. Um, I just think everything everything that could have gone right for the Warriors last year kind of did. Um, but I still expect them... I, I think it would be disappointing if they miss the eight, but I have them around seventh to ninth. Yeah. I, look, honestly, go as far to say it's definitely disappointing if they miss the eight. But if they finish like ninth, 
and all the teams around them with these crazy squads just squeeze them out like that's okay year it's not a not a you know a disaster it's a disaster if they're like you know 11th 12th 13th 14th 15th how many thoughts on the Warriors mate well I can tell you that the uh sportswear punters are pretty confident on them to make the top four again they're actually the second best backed side to make the top four really at three dollars 75 the punters like the value there for them to to maybe we don't know what we're talking about boys if you like, fair chance, fair chance. <laughs> there's a fair chance of that. Yeah, you mentioned they may miss the eight at the at the start of the segment. There, uh, two bucks to miss the eight, so a dollar eighty to sneak in. So, look, they had a great year last year. I don't know whether they can replicate that because, as Maddie said, a lot went right. But look, they've recruited very well. Some good experienced heads. Um, I don't think they'll be a million miles away. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I'd be surprised if they finished in the top four. But I still think they got finals footy in them this year. Um, okay. uh, the Warriors. Uh, now let's go through some um, the, the team. Now the predicted team from uh, the brother Timmy, um, <laughs> the cuz <laughs> uh, is New Zealand Warriors predicted team. CNK at the back, DWZ on the wing, RTS at three, Rocco Berry at four, so RB, MM, <laughs> MM at five, LM at six. SJ at seven, AFB at eight, WE at nine, MB, Mitch Barnett at 10, MN at 11, MB and MN, what a duo. <laughs> <laughs> KP, not the Kale and Ponga kind. Oh, sorry, KC, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Kurt Cable, Tohu Harris at 13, Dylan Walker at 14, Jackson Ford uh, at 15, 16, Bunty Afoa, 17, Jazz, Jazz Tavanga. What I love about this side is how balanced it is. Like, talk about a well-balanced side that got exactly what you need, when you need it. Um, you look at this bench, Dylan Walker, like, perfectly made 14. Was outstanding last year for them. Can play so many different positions. Then you've got a guy like Jackson Ford who obviously can come on the edge, but also, you know, quite durable. Can play kind of in the middle if he had to. Bunty Afoa, big bopper getting better each year. And Tavanga, again, super, super, can play anywhere. Nine, 13, front row if you had to, on the edge if you had to. Um, it's just a really, really well-balanced roster. And it's almost like shocking when you go, well, Webster's only been, AW's only been there for um, <laughs> a year. He's only been there for a year. And so, the, oh, I forgot his name now, um, the roster manager that was at the Warriors but then went to Dolphins. POS. POS? POS. POS. Piece of shit. Peter O'Sullivan, you've got to give him a lot of credit because like this balance of a squad, you know, he would have had his hands on that. Uh, and Gus Gould as well when he was there as well. Because these, this PG third iron. Because <laughs> these... these um, these balancing of a squad, they take years. They don't happen like a year before or two years before. Mm. It's, you know, three or four years before. So um, I love it. I love the roster. I think it's really well balanced. What do you reckon, Guru? Yeah, I, I have a look at that 17. I completely agree. Timmy, the one that I would maybe look to shift, um, which I'm here to hear your thoughts on, I would probably start Jackson Ford on the edge, near Corey through the middle. Yeah, someone uh, um, hinted to it during the week, and it was just that Webster last season came out and said, he wants Jackson Ford as an 80-minute edge player or nothing. He doesn't yep. seem as a bench player. He gets better as he goes. Yeah. yeah, so 
whether they just do Catewell and Ford as 80-minute edges and they move near Corey into that middle role, he, he struck up a really good combination with SJ on the edge last season would be the only thing. Do they want to change that? I'm not sure, but... I know it shouldn't play a, a part in it. He's also on a pretty big wicket. Mm. So I guess near Corey that near is. Near yeah. So I guess when, you know, you, you put your money where your mouth is kind of thing. And when someone's on a big wicket... You can say you value this player or not. Not to say the Webster's you know, saying that, but at the end of the day, whatever is said is irrelevant. It's where's the money? The money is near Cordae. It always plays a part. Yeah, exactly. And so you go, is is it is it worth having a seven, eight hundred grand forward sitting on the bench and he's only playing 30 minutes or 40 minutes? It always plays a part, and especially when it's a rookie coach, because rookie coaches, no matter how good a year you've had, are always going to be under pressure. Mm. And we've seen so many times where, you know, a team and a rookie coach have a great season, but new season, things can turn, you have a few losses, a few players get upset, things change. Not that saying that's going to happen here, but... Like, if you're a senior coach and a Wayne Bennett, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you have you so many runs on the board. You can drop whoever you want and mm. you'll get away with it. But rookie coaches, it's different. And also you go, having Neil Corday on the bench is much more pressure than having Jackson Ford on the bench. But Webster's shown he's such a good coach. Maybe he's like, you know what? I'm, I'll make that call. I'll make that call. I just think Neil Corday is more suited to playing through the middle mm. than what Ford is. So... Uh, I, you make good points with um, um, salaries and whatnot, but that's definitely the direction I'd be going in. I will say with the Jackson Ford, and although he said he wants him to be an 80-minute player, and I, I understand that, he did kind of fall off towards the end of the year, and that's what 80 minutes does to you. Yeah. Playing yep. 80 minutes on an edge when you're a young fella. And so maybe Webster has can rethink that potentially and go, okay, maybe that was a bit tough on his body as a rookie. I couldn't ease him into the season. And then by the end of the year, mm. when it's crunch time, that's when I put him in his 80 minutes. And, and maybe Neokote gets moved a bit into the middle. There's also a young uh, back rower there. He's on there. He signed to 2026, and I, I apologise. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but his first name is Zion. He's the last name on the list. Um, very, very talented. I wouldn't be surprised to see him pop up and impress this year. Mm. Also, the city in the Matrix that, that's hidden. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Something to think about there. There's something to think about. A hidden talent. Yep. Is, is he the chosen one? ZM. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Um, oh, uh, okay. Now, this is after, what, three, four teams? Wait till we get to seven. <laughs> yeah. uh, Luke Metcalf at six in the predicted side, but you've got Tomato Martin. Um, I personally, Timmy? Yep. Luke Metcalf isn't my starting six. Isn't? Uh, no, I, I just want to see him get some uh, runs on the board in New South Wales Cup, get some games under his belt. So it would be most likely Tomato Martin. Broncos buys. Okay. <laughs> he's um, had a... Uh, He's had a big off-season, they reckon, Metcalf. And you can even see it in his pitches. He's bulked. I I wonder, just by looking at him, if they're preparing him to defend in the front line. What, what did I say? Did I, hmm? As in Metcalf at six? You yes. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, were you... Because you, were you thinking that he's going to play You've fullback? rattled the fuck out of me now. Um, I, I think Metcalf is... Oh, I agree with him. I reckon he will be the six. Oh, okay. The only reason why... I would have Tomate Martin or even Harris Tavita is that if you go with Metcalf at six initially and he does his hammy again, you've just wasted six weeks of a pairing. Interesting. And so that's what is a bit concerning. And I, and I hate to say it, you know, I want him to be playing as much footy as possible, but we always talk about combinations matter, like it matters. And you, the last thing you want is to get a guy, let's say he kills it for six weeks, does his hammy, he's out for three or four weeks. Do you bring him back in? Do you not bring him back in? And then you're fighting yourself constantly going, oh, shit, like, 
we don't know what to do. It's it's creating, you know, I guess a bit of friction. Whereas if you start with Tomato Martin and he goes back to New South Wales Cup and he is killing it and he's played five to six games or seven games, looks good, no hammy dramas, everything's good to go. You've got the best of both worlds. Tomato Martin's either killing it and keeps him out of the, the jersey or Luke Metcalf comes in and he stays there. That's probably where I'd be leaning at the moment um, with the Metcalf. Yeah, it's a genuine shootout between them, and it could go either way. Like, I'm a massive, massive fan of Tomorrow Martin. It is... I just thought Metcalf was outstanding. He, he was... The combination... Him and SJ just complement each other really well. Like, you know, we know SJ has a terrific running game, but he's just become such a brilliant organising number seven as he's aged. And Metcalf is not that. He's a ball running 5'8". His support play is outstanding. So, could go either way. Yeah. I suspect they will go with Metcalf. Very glass half empty. This is very negative. I already feel bad about saying it. But a lot of people with some pretty heavy injury histories. We saw Chance with some concussions in the back end of last season. We know SJ's history. Luke Metcalf, if they do start with him, great, obviously, depth in the halves. Torhu Harris looks like he's been playing on half a leg for about four years now. So... All key spine players. Yeah. That being said, they do have, you know, two of us. Shekhar can go to fullback. They do have Metcalf who can go to fullback. Tomorrow, Martin to come in. They do have options. Wade Egan, you throw into that injury history. Um, but the depth is hopefully good enough to overcome any hurdles that do come at them. Um, now, the only other thing, uh, it'll be interesting, I think that Wade Egan doesn't get enough love from the wider audience of how important he is to their structure. And so let's say... Touch wood, we don't want him to. But if he does get an injury, I do think that could have not as much impact as SJ could have, but honestly, close to how much SJ have. If you go back and watch all of their good work, it all starts with Egan. And not just like a normal pass off the deck, the timing, the pass selection, uh, getting out of hooker, taking two steps, taking one step, taking three steps, whatever it is, getting his forwards where they need to be. Uh, I think that Wade Egan, if they are going to, push for top four again, he needs to stay pretty much injury-free most of the season at least. Not quite to the same level, but I think Wade Egan is similar to Jeremy Marshall King to the Dolphins. Mm. I think yep. that when he's not there, you'll probably realise how important he is to them. Because you've got Freddie Lustig um, there that can play nine. Got Lustig. Bit of a different player. As if you have to. Yeah. I also think um, Chanel harris Savita could fill in at nine if need be. So they've got options there, but Wade Egan is by far and away. Well, you look at talk about injury history of Wade Egan... Like, the last five seasons he's played, four of them at the Warriors, 22 games, 20, 20, 18, and 18. That, that last 18 was at Penrith. So they're never big injuries. They're just all these little soft tissue, just light ones yeah. that seem to keep me out for the, uh, just little different stints, but yeah. never anything major. I, I, I wouldn't say... I'd definitely not coming from a perspective of like, he's injury-prone. More just his importance to the yeah. squad. Like, I just... If he goes down for a long period, I just don't see... Unless Lussick comes in and kills it, mm. I just don't know where they get that same. He was so good. He was so good last year that, you know, put it. I think that he should have at least his name should have been in the running for Dalian Hooker of the Year. That's how good I thought he was last season. Um, so yeah, he, his importance to the squad is. I'd probably go. Okay, so you got SJ, maybe AFB, and then maybe Egan. So he averaged. 66 minutes per game last season and going through it the preference was to play him for 80 minutes uh, without starting the entirety of the uh, the split hooker debate do you like him as an 80 at the Warriors or do you like him sharing maybe giving Jazz to Vung a 15 or I don't like any 80 
Full like, stop. Full yeah. stop in this, this modern game. Um, you know, I think the only ones towards the end that could sort that, like, could handle that was that Mitch Kenny, I think, was at playing 80, like in the last few games of the year for the Panthers. But I'd, honestly, I think I prefer in the speed of today's game, every single uh, team having the option of giving them 10 minutes rest, you know, somewhere in the game, usually maybe before half time, five minutes or, or whatever. I tell you what, uh, parents out there listening on this, they've got young little, young little lock forwards coming through the grades get them past the balls oh, off the deck absolutely. because if that's where the game's going well it's already going there now we know that but in five to ten years time any middle forward that can spend a bit of time at number nine that could be invaluable because so there's valuable. a it's lacking in the nrl at the moment because that position has changed so quickly mm. missing a lot of context without watching the games uh which i'm happy to wear but like you have a look through his season last year white egan uh what did he played 22 games um eight of them he didn't play 80 minutes for um, and you even have a look at the first few weeks and maybe they used Dylan Walker at hooker. I don't really recall that, but like Lusick wasn't on the bench for them. Um, so I think that whilst he does play a lot of games, as you said, he, like he, he comes off in a lot of games. He cops a lot of hits and whatnot. I think we described the other day, he's too tough for his own good. Yeah, mm. Ken Copper, HIA. Yeah. Uh, just trying to think of some other key positions. Tohu Harris, I mean, I just want to say what an incredible season he had. Another guy that flew under the radar. Um, when you actually look at the impact that he had, and it's not even – you can look at the stats of running metres, tackles, all that kind of stuff, but when you actually watch the Warriors, he's almost – he's like – he's a third half, but he doesn't get enough credit for his ball playing. You have to remember, he played six for the Kiwis. So yeah, like, I was on this podcast. Yeah, it was great. That was you. Does that say that correct? Oh, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he played six for the Kiwis. And so, I don't, like, we always talk about, you know, Cam Murray, Isaiah Yo, um, Paddy Carrigan – Toe Harris is equally on their level, in my opinion. Well, at the very least, last year he was. Um, and I, I just think that if they're going to have a deep run, he obviously has to continue that kind of form, which is going to be tough. But if anyone's going to do it, it's him. He's like, he's a zombie. His pass selection as a lock forward last year, the short ones to AFB at the line, knowing where to play at the back, was arguably second to none as mm. a 13 last year. Yep. Uh, another CBA uh, that I want to throw your way, uh, Tui Picky, Tui uh, Picky. Yeah, uh, came from the Billy Bears last year, I believe, from Q Cup. I think he got player of the tournament 2022 up there. Uh, so fullback, played a couple of games last year. Um, I mean, DW, uh, RTS can't get a gig at fullback for the Warriors, so it's pretty tough to get into that side, uh, but a lot of ability. There's another one on that list too, Ben Farr. I think he's a development player, also came down from the Queensland Cup. Mm. Another very talented guy, unfortunately, sort of a 5'8 fullback, so probably the hardest spot to get into. Yeah, I mean, Chance, Chance has had injuries in the past so mm. it's not like you know if he, i personally think if he gets injured he'll, they'll put two picky and they'll keep rts mm. at center yeah. i will be so upset if that happens really because you I want to see, see roger play yeah okay what do you reckon they'll keep i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, it's a great question because they, I mean, they've got Adam Pompey there as well who can slot in at center. I don't know. 
I reckon they do because know. it's again it's that argument of combinations, systems. You know, what is your starting side when you play the grand final? That, that's the way I look at things anyway. And the starting side would most likely be Chance. RTS at centre for, for what they've said anyway. And so let's say Tua Picky comes in Tua, and he's, you know, killing it so well that Chance doesn't get his spot back. Well, then that's a good thing. You've got a better version of Chance at mm. fullback um, and RTS at centre. Whereas if RTS goes back to fullback, mm. now all of a sudden, okay, where does Chance go? Where does Tua Picky go? And, and, you know, it's a tougher kind of question. I think Tua Picky's New South Wales cut form will dictate it. If he's killing it, he comes in at fullback. He's yep. going okay. They probably just put Roger there. He had a great debut. Great debut. Yeah. He was, he was it's a awesome. good player. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about Gold Coast and their fullbacks? You know, Drew Buller was um, on the Gold Coast as well. Great. Good. Yeah. Crazy. Eh? Wants to play for New South Wales. <laughs> what? Isn't it wild? Like if you would have said a few years ago that yeah, like I could be the Warriors' best fullback at the club based on history as Italian winner there is playing centre. Yeah. The Titans' best fullback is playing centre. You know, there was an argument a few years ago. Obviously, Scotty Drinkwater's taken that over, but like it was crazy when Val Holmes was moved to centre as well. Yeah. How common it's just becoming. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and, and I'm just excited for the Warriors because it's been a while since they've had this kind of depth. Like one thing that I'm excited outside of, I mean, even even in the halves, like SJ, obviously he is the main guy, but like Tomato Martin, Harris Tavita, or Tomato Martin and um, Luke Metcalf, or something like. Yes, that's not SJ, but that's not terrible. It's not terrible. Like that can that can grind you through a few games whilst you're waiting for SJ to come back. You know, get a get a scrappy win against a few teams around mid table. Um, so and that, that's where they're at as a club. Very very exciting. Okay, I've got them um, um, six to ten. Yeah, seven to ten. Yeah, got them eighth on my ladder. So seven to ten. Seven to ten. I've got them in that uh, Elton Flatley kind of category. Five to eight there. <laughs> Five to eight, so they're making the finals. They're making the finals. Okay, okay. Um, Very comprehensive, the uh, the AFB to DWZ there. The <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thank you. What okay. are they? Have you already done the odds? You already done the odds? Yeah, we did the odds yeah. for them. So uh, two bucks to miss the eight, dollar eighty to scratch. Okay.